Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I am your host, Martha Reddick, and this week we are going to be talking sleep training. And for that, I have brought on Morgan Massaro. Hi, everybody. Glad to be here. Hi, Morgan. It's so nice to have you here. Thanks. Morgan and I met through Compass Creative Dramatics, which Mm -hmm. they have been on the podcast before, uh, Cassandra and Kathleen, uh, and we met doing a children's show. We for did. Them. We, it was Peter Pan. It was Peter Pan. You played a crocodile, and you were <laughs> wonderful. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, it was one of my favorite roles I've ever played. You played it well. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so, uh, and then Morgan and I have also run into each other at the park before. We have. We were hanging out with our kiddos, and I looked over, and there she was, sitting <laughs> on a park bench. Yep, because my kids go hard at the park, and I just try to stay out of the way. <laughs> I'm well, like, mine are still so teeny tiny we get into the baby swings and then back out so they can't go hard unless I'm with them exactly (laughs) exactly yeah I uh I I miss those days sometimes where they actually want me to (laughs) play with them because now they're like oh get away oh no that's what I have to look forward to yep (laughs) or they just they take their uh scooters and they they, they did go. have their scooters that day. Yeah. I was impressed. They can go really fast on those things. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand. And children are so fast already. They really are. <laughs> I like wear my running shoes most days. That's smart. That it's warm weather. Yeah, I like, do too. We gotta. We I, have to. I yeah. can't wear, like, I can't look nice. No. I have to put on tennis shoes and my workout clothes. And yeah. I'm I in my up. workout clothes right now <laughs> from today. Um, yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, so before we get into sleep training, mm-hmm. uh, let's hear a little bit about your nanny journey, your background as a nanny. Oh, wonderful. So I started nannying. Um, I guess there's a transition between babysitting and nannying, and yeah. I actually made that when I moved to Chicago about a year ago. Um I would babysit when I was, you know, a teenager like we do. Right. And then when I got into college, several professors uh, of the departments that I was involved in all had children around the same time and they all needed someone. And I was um, 
someone that they knew and a face that they saw every day and so I would watch their kids someone they trusted yeah someone they trusted and um I still talk to all those professors the I went home for Christmas and my now three-year-old kid that I used to watch she opened the door and she goes Momo and she recognized me immediately it was just lovely and um I came to Chicago after graduating from college and I was like what do I do with myself I transferred from a retail job and had it while I was here but I was just miserable and Mm -hmm. I'm here to make theater so I knew I needed something else and it dawned on me how much I love to work with kids I don't know why I didn't think of it sooner (laughs) um but I started to look for a nannying job and um found the family that I was with pretty quickly um I went through a couple of different interviews and went through that process but Mm -hmm. found them and it's been wonderful ever since. Oh, that's wonderful. And you actually do a nanny share, correct? Mm-hmm. I do a nanny share for two yeah. different families. Oh, that's awesome. So we will get into that too with Great. sleep training because yeah. that it's two different family cultures mm-hmm. that you're tying together yes. with a beautiful bow. And <laughs> it was three. I, I originally had two babies. Mm-hmm. One of them moved away and now I have a, an even younger baby. So the Aww. challenge has gotten even bigger. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. You re-upped the challenge. I did. With a younger <laughs> baby. Awesome. Um, well, yeah. So as we talk about sleep training, we'll definitely talk about that with, cause every culture or every family has their own like sleep culture mm-hmm. and their own philosophies about sleep. Yes. And we as nannies, have to uh work with that yeah and we can make recommendations but at the end of the day whatever the parents feel and think is best is what happens and that's the way it should be absolutely um yeah so before or uh, let's let's get into it um (laughs) what is sleep training so sleep training um in a nutshell i don't have an actual definition for you but sleep training is finding uh your habits, your routine to get the child down into a sleep without uh, fighting, without screaming, you know, (laughs) right? um, without it being a task, without it being a chore. Yeah. And kind of developing the routine of sleep. Mm -hmm. So when they're like little, little babies, the, it's not so much. it's just whenever whenever they, they are asleep mm-hmm. <laughs> but as uh according to one of the articles that i found uh it said somewhere between like four to six months mm-hmm. is about when they start developing a routine and every baby is different Correct. so if you're working with a baby that's seven months and hasn't found their groove their sleep groove yep. <laughs> then uh that's okay every baby's different but about four to six months is usually the sweet spot of when they start kind of falling asleep around the same time um and if this is something that you as a listener are interested in knowing more about or struggling with the infants episodes with Brittany vogel uh both of those are good reference points to go listen to as well. Um, We just touch on sleep training a little bit, but this will be more in depth. But if you want more information, go listen to those. They're good episodes. Um, But yeah, so sleep training, just getting them into into a routine. Uh, And yeah, around like four to six months Mm -hmm. probably. But then you have to transition to new (laughs) 
um, to new routines as mm-hmm. they get older and outgrow. It's a consistent adjustment. You never stop adjusting to yeah. it. Um, I would agree that four to six months is when that starts. Um, so I've been with the original family for um, since May of 2017. Okay. Uh, almost forgot what year it was. Um, <laughs> when are we? <laughs> who knows? Uh, May of 2017. Um, and when I got the now one-year-old, she was five months old. And we were starting to get into that routine, yeah. starting to sleep train. We did it pretty quickly after I got there. And my new young man, um, who I will refer to as Mr. Cheeks, because he just <laughs> has the biggest, um, he is now five months old as of yesterday okay so i've had him from four months old on and he we've been working about two weeks on it now yeah yeah Yeah. so as you've been working what what things are you doing to help develop that so um i've been really fortunate with both of these kids that i have now we've been working um on fading Uh so fading is the process where you put the child down, you get them set, you set the scene right. for uh, <laughs> what nap time, what sleep time will look like. Because once you make that consistent, they're like, oh, I understand this, me, you know, me turning on this music means that I'm getting ready for bed right. um, or for a nap. So you start the routine of what sleep means to mm-hmm. them, what that looks like for them. So you put the child down and in, into the crib and you go and check on them every five minutes or whatever interval that interval that you and the family decide on. And you set a time limit. So some families don't want you to go over 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And when you go in and check on them in those intervals, you don't pick them up. You just let them know that you're there. Um, if they do pacifiers, maybe get them a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, brush their hair, pet their backs or their bellies or wherever they are. And then you leave the room again. Right. Once you get them calm. And after that, maybe 20 minute mark or whenever everyone um, agrees on, then you would pick them up and soothe them. And then you would try again. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I, um, I have limited experience with actual baby babies. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my limited experience, that is also what I did, uh, is, is that kind of, fading mm-hmm. away <laughs> so that they're not left just crying yes. um but also you're not holding them <laughs> right um before we got together to do this podcast i always thought what we did was called crying it out right and crying it out actually is just letting them cry until they go to sleep and not yep. intervening and so um i'm glad that that's not what we did personally some families will find that that's not best for them but i i'm a big fan of fading in my experience it's been the best that i have seen yeah it it sits the best yes (laughs) with my soul too Uh yes that's exactly (laughs) it we would uh be sleep training and we would you know check the timer check Mm -hmm. the clock to see has it been five minutes yet and it's been like one and it would be (laughs) awful and you'd be like oh god I can't believe I have to listen to this for four more minutes it's breaking my heart but eventually they get better at it and they soothe themselves down and it teaches independence too which is huge and Mm self-soothing which is also huge yes and something that I work with 
my older kids on, Mm -hmm. you know, is how, how do you, how do you comfort yourself? Yep. Um, in moments, but it starts when you're a baby Mm -hmm. is how, how can you be independent? Um, which we don't want to ask too much of babies because their whole job is, (laughs) is just growing and too much independence is dangerous. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that that, giving them the opportunity, those five minute intervals of, uh, of working towards Mm -hmm. self-soothing. And as you've been doing it, have you found that those intervals get shorter and shorter? Oh, absolutely. Um, my young man, Mr. Cheeks, Mm -hmm. he, we've started maybe two weeks ago and he picked up on it immediately. Yeah. And I am blessed to have such wonderful babies. I have Mm -hmm. just great kids. Um, but he picked up on it so quick that maybe a couple of days in, he didn't need to be checked on after five minutes. He understood. Oh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> days like today, for example, he's starting to teethe a little bit. And yeah. He was getting fussy. And I've had to throw... I, today, we threw fading completely out the window. I rocked him <laughs> to sleep. Yeah. I let him sleep um, in a, a curled position in a bouncer. Yeah. Because... Sometimes that's just what has has to happen. Yeah, and we are recording uh, on January 31st, which was a lunar eclipse, a blood moon. Oh, my God. <laughs> and a full moon. So it there was a lot going on today. Is Mercury also in retrograde? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, when Morgan got here, we kind of like sat down and just were like, we gotta like shake off the day a little bit before we start recording um so yes totally understandable (laughs) today was a was a doozy yeah there's always gonna be with sleep training it's always evolving right so there's always gonna be something that changes the mix teething is a huge one when they're sick another huge one Mm -hmm. um when i when my one-year-old was five six seven months old um Sometime this summer, she got very sick. She had a diaper rash, and she just couldn't sleep except for when she was on my chest. Right. Which, awesome. Loved it. Yeah. (laughs) Except that, you know, she felt so terrible, but I loved cuddling her. But you made the sacrifice because then you just start back up again whenever they're ready for it. Yeah. And, I mean, just thinking through that logically, their bodies are just so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. that, of course, you want to try to offer any sort of comfort you can. As long as you're not changing the the schedule, the flow, your routine, mm-hmm. as long as you're not making massive changes to that just because, right? It's not gonna, in my experience, be harmful to that training that you've already put in. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I have found that with nap time for older kids, when they transition down to one nap a day that that routine is still extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you are transitioning from those two naps down to the one nap, uh, which you mentioned that... We're doing that right now. <laughs> yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's it's uh, it's tricky. It is tricky. Um, we were discussing before the podcast yeah. started um, that time to reset. Yeah. Uh, so my little girl, the one-year-old, she... Had a nap at 9.15 in the morning and then a nap at 2.15. And now she's kind of got a 10.15 nap that mm-hmm. has just become one. But I'll still put her down 
at uh, 2 33 o'clock just for a little me time because it's about that time yeah whether she's tired or not that she gets a little fussy she starts to maybe misbehave a little bit <laughs> um or you know just seem to show that she needs that time she yeah. needs to not be so overly stimulated with the toys and the things that we've been doing or me right or <laughs> anyone else and so I put her down if she doesn't nap, that's okay. I make it the sleep routine, right? Um, which has been successful for me because mm-hmm. um, it relaxes her. Mm-hmm. And she plays with her bears. She loves soft things, so she just rubs Aww. up against them and holds them. And maybe half an hour or an hour later, however she long she decides she needs, yeah, um, she'll let me know that she's ready to come <laughs> out. Um, and she's, I've never done it and found that she's not been refreshed. Yeah, it is. And and we were talking before the podcast about really everyone could use <laughs> some of that time. And there's lots of studies that prove that some like nap time for literally every human is helpful. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so even my uh, my little guy that I'm with, he doesn't technically nap anymore but we still do quiet time Mm -hmm. and some days he still falls asleep um and so we do the whole routine and I find that it's a nice time to like we read books together and it's a nice time for he and I to like reconnect Mm -hmm. and because sometimes lunch gets hectic and (laughs) you're doing a lot you don't need to go at 100% all the time we don't as adults right um I even find that you know when she goes down I can give attention to the other one if he's up yeah or if he is asleep I can you know do other things and you know use it for my own benefit as well so I think it's important for us nannies too yes I would completely agree with that um so yes so let's talk a little bit about because you do have two different families that mm-hmm. uh, you are nannying for being in a nanny share. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about that, of how uh, the the sleep routines of both of those families, how you m- merged them together and how you handle the two different kids who are in really different places. Well, I will say, um, firstly, that I like I have wonderful, wonderful kids all of my parents are just fantastic um they're all very communicative and they care about how it works for me as much as how it works for them because we're all parenting together right yeah and this is technically my first nanny job Mm -hmm. um you could consider anything else before maybe nannying but more likely babysitting yeah um Kind of on the spectrum. Yeah, on the, just on, the, the three-year-old I mentioned earlier was on the cusp of nannying and babysitting. But yeah. other than that, it was babysitting. So they're all new parents as well. These are their first children uh, for right. both families. And then, you know, this, this is my first real, you know, nannying position. Yeah. Um, so we're all in it together. We're yeah. all, you know, a team. <laughs> it takes a village and that village is us. Mm-hmm. Um, so... They're great about letting me know what they want, but also letting me talk to them about, well, what if we did this? How would this work if, you know, I did it this way? Would you be interested in that? So we've got a really, really good communication system, which is just fantastic. Yes. Um, 
I really lucked out. I love my families. <laughs> um, so as far as handling two different families, um, again, because they're all so open and it's so new. So the, the one family, the mother really takes charge and she lets me know, okay, this is what we need for the one-year-old. This is uh, what we're going to try next. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's really open to how I feel about it. But it's clear that that's what will be done. Right. Um, but that if I, I'll give you an example. So right now, uh, I'm working on a particular type of sippy cup. It's the sippy cups you <laughs> normally see. Yeah. Um, but she loves atypical mouthpieces. Okay. So she stuck with the infant pacifier. She still uses them. Mm-hmm. She was like the 1% that wasn't going to. <laughs> so she fell in that 1% of kids who don't move on to the next stage of pacifier. Um, and then certain bottle tops, certain mm-hmm. nipple types, she just doesn't care for. Um, so I'm working on that one and the mom recognizes that we're going to try it, but you know, it just might not work and she'll trust yeah. me to make that evaluation and to say so. Um, great. That was a great example. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it right now. Yep. So it was really on the front <laughs> burner. Um, so with that family with sleep training, um, it felt very fresh to me. Now, now I feel like a veteran of sleep, of the fading method anyway. Um, but she explained to me what she would like to have done. And we worked on it together and we tried it. And, you know, we've had to troubleshoot like you do when they right. get sick and things like that. But um, they let me know that that's what they wanted to do. And... So several months pass, uh, at least six, before I get my new young man, um, my bright, shining Mr. Cheeks. And again, a new uh, new parents. Mm-hmm. And they're excited about the fact that I just went through this with someone else. Right. So they trust that I know what works, um, at least have in yeah. my experience. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert. <laughs> Um, but so far in my experience, fading has worked out really well, mm-hmm. um, give or take some days. Yeah. And so I would explain things to them and with them, it's like, they obviously tell me what they want. Right. Um, and it's the same situation. They obviously have the final say and they start with what they want. Um, but they also like that I've done this before and have suggestions. So, um, I brought up, uh, sleep training and fading, mm-hmm. uh, the first time to them and then I said this is what I did for the one-year-old let me know if this is what you would like to do and they were like this sounds great yeah so so far it's been kind of it's definitely been a two-way street for both families and I'm really fortunate with that yes that is um so let's say that you are putting one of your two kids down uh, for nap time mm-hmm. and the other one has a diaper rash and is sick and so something's different with the other one how do you handle that where one of the routines is knocked out of whack <laughs> so um the apartment is set up in a way that the two rooms that i have these kids sleeping in are kind of on the other side oh that's so nice yes it's <laughs> very fortunate um 
it's just wonderful. Yeah. And but sometimes it's hard because uh, yeah. now the one year old walks, and sometimes she likes to follow me to go take the other one down, and he's asleep in my arms or right. something. So it can be tough. Um. So today, for example, he has really not been a fan of the teeth that are coming in, <laughs> and so he was a little disagreeable today. And so what I did, she was down for a nap. I'd already put her down and I had to rock him to sleep. And, um, I could have taken him out into the apartment, but I kept him in that room because man, is he small, but he can bellow. (laughs) He's loud. So I kept him in that room, even when we were playing until he was ready to be bounced and cradled to sleep because that was how it was going to have to happen today there was no sleep there was no fading today (laughs) um so just making sure that each kid is safe Mm -hmm. and i try my best to give each uh kid their routine personally without another kid on my on my hip yep so when i put her down i make sure that he is you know, playing on his mat with, you know, the mobile going or something like that. And then I go scoop him up and take him into the next room so he won't be too loud. Um, Luckily, in today's scenario, she was already asleep. Right. Had she not been, um, I may have put her in the crib for just a couple of minutes to with some toys just so she could have some alone time. Yeah. But also so that she can be in a safe place mm-hmm. where I know she'll be okay um, so that I can go take care of him and put him down. Yep. Yeah. That was, a, that answered my question beautifully. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so yeah. So let's back up for just a second yeah. because we talked a lot about fading and I'm realizing that we didn't really cover mm-hmm. um, cry it out approach or the no tears approach. You're correct. So, so cry it out is that you are uh, you're letting them cry until they fall asleep. Mm-hmm. You don't go back in. Nope. Once you've said goodbye, good night, good nap, <laughs> uh, you let them cry and cry and cry. Um, so typically these methods suggest putting your baby to bed when uh, he or she is still awake and allowing them short periods of crying punctuated by comforting but not actually picking up so you do go back in yes um but you never pick them back up not unless i get to that point where it's like oh okay it's been a long time that you (laughs) so maybe i'm just wrong that you're not gonna go down for a nap right now. yeah which does happen it does happen it's always soul crushing it is (laughs) (laughs) you're like oh it's just not gonna happen huh Mm -mm. cool 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 um but yeah and so um so yeah, this is Ferber is most well known for being a proponent of this method. Um, but then there's also the no tears approach, yes. which is immediately going in <laughs> and comforting and uh, and yeah, it's it's soothing the baby to sleep so they're falling asleep in your arms most mm-hmm. of the time, and then transferring them to the crib. Correct. Um, and that one is is by nature a lot more hands-on yes i did have to do that with the uh five month old when he was four months old because mm-hmm. we yeah. weren't there yet yeah. um and it does take a lot it takes more time especially mm-hmm. when you have another child i feel like uh that is an ideal method 
if you have one right and the only <laughs> one that you need to worry about um so for parents i uh, especially parents that have just one child um some people really prefer it yeah. i had a previous um infant mm-hmm. who just moved away um but they preferred that he be rocked to sleep and it did get tough sometimes yeah yeah it really can um but like we were talking about before, anything that you really have to be on the same page mm-hmm. with the parents because if you're not, then whatever they're doing at night, yep, uh, is, or over the weekend, or over the weekend, yeah, is going to be what that child is used to. Yep. Um, so having that really open communication about what they're actually doing, mm-hmm. um, because I have heard of a nanny before um, who the parents wanted a more fading approach, Mm -hmm. but she was really struggling (laughs) with sleep training and went and talked to them and was like, hey, like when I'm trying fading, like it's day after day after day. And it's, it's just, I end up having to go back in after the 20 minutes or 25. I can't remember what they had set. Um, and uh the dad ended up saying like we're not actually doing it like this is what he was like my wife can't do it (laughs) and and so they talked about it and he was like and thank you for bringing this up because now she can actually see the consequences of yeah of not going with the plan that you all yes. set together mm-hmm. um and and i do understand like that oh yeah yeah i completely understand where everyone in that story mm-hmm. is coming from oh absolutely um rocking a child to sleep in your arms is one of the greatest feelings in the world but realistically it can get tough yep and and being honest about mm-hmm. what's actually happening. Yes. Um, that's is huge. Super important. So if there are any parents listening <laughs> um, or nannies, because it yeah. could be going the other way where the nanny's like, yeah, 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 we're fading. And then the <laughs> nanny's like rocking them to sleep. So just with this, as in really everything with childcare, honesty, you gotta, yes. <laughs> you gotta be it's honest. The most fair to the kid because the kid yeah. needs the consistency. Yeah. And especially a baby can't speak for no. themselves. Um, they will, they will tell you, Oh yes, (laughs) but, but they can't tell you with words. Right. So, um, so yeah, just keeping that in mind that it's really important Mm -hmm. to, uh, be honest about what's happening, uh, during the day. (laughs) And there's no shame in which one you pick, which of the, I obviously have my preferred method. I don't think it's a secret that I prefer fading, but another family is going to prefer cry it out. Mm-hmm. And others are going to want to rock their kids to sleep, which is a great thing on its own as well. And so none of my opinions are meant to shame <laughs> right, the other yeah. methods, but I obviously prefer fading. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, I I think all of the methods have valid scientific mm-hmm. evidence yes. and they are, they are all, it's just whichever one works best. Yeah. Everyone's there's, different. So there's lots of ways to problem solve. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are trying one and you're finding that it's not working, going and revisiting with the parents about like, what are you guys trying? Like, is, is this working for you? And if it's not, then maybe reevaluating. Right. 
um, and coming up with a different strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, some things that I have found uh, helpful, and this is, I mostly work with older kids, but like you said, that sleep routine, super, super important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have found that if I use the exact same music, <laughs> Mm. that that is really helpful so finding a playlist um on spotify there's lots of like sleepy whatever you know that's funny you say that i sometimes if i feel the need for music i always listen to the same one so that that obviously translates (laughs) but i never connected those dots yeah yeah i have found um as we're building the routine now there there were some of the twins that I nannied for, we would switch back and forth who got to pick the mm, music mm-hmm. for that day. And since they were twins, they were the exact same age. Um, but we got to wear both of those because they would really just pick the same two things. <laughs> um, so it was just like every other day, a different yeah. <laughs> thing. Um, but yeah, so that took a little longer for it yeah. to work. But yeah, I have found that the using the same music um, works really well. Or soothing tones. Um, We have air purifiers Mm -hmm. that create this wonderful hum. Yes. Um, And it drowns out the city noise, which is a challenge I didn't anticipate. Right. But it's necessary. Um, So (laughs) one fire truck at the wrong time. Man, I'm glad you're saving people. But now it's construction around three different parts of the apartment. Uh, yep Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. tough but those air purifiers really um and right now space heaters are really creating a hum so anything like that um again for any parents listening i love the little like fisher price stuffed animals that play a gentle tune yes because you turn that on and they um ours is a little giraffe it's Mm -hmm. fisher price it's a giraffe (laughs) it's so cute and its chest lights up and she used to just stare at that and the light would calm her. Yeah. And then the sound is always the same. So having that thing, mm-hmm. you know, like they have a teddy bear. Right. Or a blankie, you mm-hmm. know, when they're old enough. Um, those things that it's like, oh, I, I cuddle this at bedtime. Or, oh, right. I listen to this at bedtime. Having that consistency is just wonderful. We do it too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I have an eye mask that Ooh, like. Oh, nice. I, uh, was, it was like in the laundry. <laughs> I did not sleep well last night, and I really think that was a big part of why. Do it, Um, and sound machines. Oh yes, are they're like you can get a cheap one for like thirty bucks on Amazon, Mm -hmm. and a really nice one for like fifty bucks, and it is worth every penny of that fifty bucks. Uh, For you as adults too, so Mm -hmm. nannies who are light sleepers, sound machines, game changer. They really are. Yeah, they like just go get go get one <laughs> because for you for your nanny kids for everyone mm-hmm. a great christmas gift yes we just had it or holiday gift whatever chronicles of nannia sponsored by <laughs> sound machines i <laughs> wish that they would sponsor me sponsor me sound machines any brand um but they they really do wonders for yes. any sort of downtime even just quiet mm-hmm. time even if your kids are in that like I'm not napping consistently, but I have some downtime, some quiet time. Uh, that's huge. Mm-hmm. And when they get older, um, though this is not 
necessarily like sleep training, but I have found that when they get older, offering them the autonomy to take one toy to bed. Now, you have to be careful about which toy (laughs) because like I have said no to like necklaces and things like that. Yeah. Because I'm like, that's That's dangerous. dangerous. And we talk about why Mm -hmm. I'm saying no to that toy. Um, But or like anything sharp, not that their toys are sharp, but you know. Anything that is dangerous. Are yes, gentler <laughs> and more soothing. Yes, um, and then we pick out some books. We pick out three books to read together, mm-hmm. and then I I let them pick out three books that they want to quote unquote read, uh, even though they can't necessarily read, but that right. they want to flip through. Yeah. during rest time, and just offering them those little. Mm-hmm. Um, bits of autonomy over their rest time I have found makes it go better even if they don't sleep that's great yeah and so you can't do that with a baby obviously with a baby the like more routine the better Mm -hmm. but with older kids I find that those little like changes yeah (laughs) help keep them interested I'll definitely use that when my one-year-old gets older yeah sure yeah it's it's really great um awesome well is there is there anything else? I don't know. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? <laughs> I I think that we did most of it. Um, but if you are sitting at home or driving in your car or listening wherever you're listening and you're like, hey, Martha and Morgan, <laughs> there's this big thing you forgot. Please write in to Chronicles of Nania at gmail.com. Uh, and, and I would love to to have a correction (laughs) um i love i love feedback so if we did miss a big swath of something or even a little thing or a something that you've tried for sleep training that worked really well for you i want to know i want to know too at some point i'm gonna have a baby (laughs) um i mean that i nanny (laughs) (laughs) um and so i i would love to know what worked well for you or if you have a funny story about sleep training that didn't work in some way uh and you want to share it on the podcast please email into chronicles at gmail.com um and i would love to hear it uh or if you have a question if there's something that we didn't touch on that you were like wait but i would love help with this aspect and you didn't talk about it right in morgan and i will research we'll get back to you we certainly will (laughs) awesome um and we end each episode with a funny or uplifting or inspiring or no i said funny uh (laughs) it's been a long day y'all uh we end with a a fun story from a kid and morgan has brought one i do i do have one um so again my one-year-old uh i went home for christmas to ohio and came back and suddenly she was walking so she wasn't walking when i left she was walking when i came back yeah um and the front door of the apartment is a good ways away from the dining room area of Mm -hmm. the apartment and so that's where i had left my sweet little lady and her father he was you know pretty much sitting against the wall as far as you could go from the door and had her on his lap and i was leaving um typically at the end of my day i stand and talk and you know let them know how the day is but i also clean and do everything and i was cutting that a little short because i had made plans yeah um and was getting ready to leave 
And so I called my lift and I shut the door and I'm in the car for probably two minutes and I get a text from the dad that says, as soon as you shut the door, she hopped down from my lap and ran for you. Oh. And I melted like butter and I was like, <laughs> just kidding plans. I'm turning around. Oh. <laughs> it was so wonderful. And she has started to know that when... Um, I put on my coat that I'm getting ready to go and she puts up her arms. She's like ready for a hug. She wants oh. to say goodbye. And she is just, she's so darling. Oh They're my both goodness. so darling. That is so stinking cute. <laughs> I love that. Thank <laughs> you for sharing. Too. Thank you for letting me. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much, Morgan. This yeah, is great. Thank you for having me. And uh, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 